0: Listening to Waste of Space, I am Techwipe, aka Johnny Pipes, alongside The Cynic, aka Tommy Frank. Time for another episode of Whatever the Hell It Is We Do. It's the show that features two people you wouldn't even allow check your mail while you're out of town. Sounds about right. But we'll make it work. And you can make it work with us by leaving us a voicemail, 727-416-0613. Give us a shout. Tell us we suck. Tell us we're awesome. Tell us what you're wearing, what you had for breakfast. Reach out. Get us on email, techwipe at protonmail.com. All this is in the show notes. Tommy, what's the dilly, silly? What's going on tonight?
1: That man living the dream, you?
0: You know, not bad, having a drink, enjoying my evening.
1: Another beautiful rainy day.
0: Is it rainy where you're at in the big sleazy?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, It's raining, nice and hard.
0: Makes the road the big greasy.
1: Yeah, man. Definitely an interesting place. I've definitely in the last week been to some interesting places.
0: Kind of like uh, the true detective, little voodoo symbols everywhere, and
1: just, just just some some eerie places.
0: What's the what's the tick count since last we spoke? Last time I think you were at one. How many are you at now? We'll keep a running tally of this as we go along. Six. Six total. Yep. That's how many you've pulled off of you. And the, does that count your dog too?
1: Nope, that's just me.
0: How many if you add your dog? Oh, my goodness. No, thank you. Ticks scare the shit out of me.
1: Yeah, but with him, I, I get him. Like, I see him start walking up his side because he's white. So I can get them before, you know, they do anything, even with the poison and all that stuff. It's me. I'm going to have to start taking that front line or whatever it is.
0: Do they make that for for adults? Oh,
1: no. I heard they just came out with... Uh uh, what's a Lyme Lyme disease shot, or they're they're kind of getting to that point where they're going to authorize it.
0: I just heard from somebody online that got bit by a tick and wound up with something called alpha gal syndrome, which makes you like allergic to eating meat.
1: Yeah, those are the uh, the Lone Star ticks that you find down in the southeast. I have I have pulled one of those off me in Charleston.
0: How how can you tell the difference between that and like your standard deep woods tick? They're reddish. They have a reddish tint to them. Are they the yes. same size? They're big. They're bigger?
1: I don't know if they're bigger. Like like ticks are pretty much all the same size.
0: Yeah, they're like Except the size deer, of a
1: Deer ticks are real small.
0: The thumbnail, right? Like a little smaller than a thumbnail.
1: Uh no.
0: Or smaller than that,
1: like a little, little fingernail,
0: like your pinky, your pinky yeah, finger. Yeah,
1: the pinky finger, maybe a little smaller than that. Huh. But deer ticks are real small.
0: Yeah, we'll keep a running tally of, of of your tick experiences as we go along from show to show.
1: Keep a running tally on how many times I lose power today.
0: We'll do that too. We'll start. We'll start chalking it up on the board. So, so
1: so, what's good in South Beach?
0: Uh, you know, I had a nice little weekend. Um, it's, it's It was, I think, National Record Store Day on Saturday and also, like, National Radio Day or something like that. And so I went to a local NPR station, like an independent radio station that plays jazz most of the time and then does, like, some reggae on the weekends and some some... Um, salsa and stuff like that, uh, and bought some records and uh, talked Wait, to them about bought, volunteering again.
1: You bought records at the NPR place.
0: Yeah, so it has a little meeting space in the front. You go in the front door, and um, there's enough space for them to have like people come and like it's almost like a gallery in a way, like a small gallery. It's just uh, like a really big room, maybe not really not huge, but big enough to fit probably about. 50 or 60 people old. And, uh, you know, like a handful of, of secondhand record dealers in town would just bring a couple of their boxes of records and you could pick through them and you could buy them.
1: Now, do you have a record player?
0: I do have a record player, as a matter of fact.
1: Well, you are weird.
0: Why? I love records. But why? Because so I know I- a lot
1: of people, uh, like I know a lot of people that love records and, and whatnot, and I don't understand Why?
0: It's the quality of sound.
1: Nah, it all sounds the same.
0: Yeah, but you're not a, you're not an audiophile. You're not like a fan of music all that much, so it doesn't mean anything to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it all sounds the same. Exactly. Isn't so it, your quest for understanding better is never going
0: is never going to come to fruition.
1: Like I already have too much crap. Like like why would I want a store crap that I'm never going to listen to?
0: Well, no one is asking you to buy it. The people no, it's so, available to the people that want to buy it.
1: So why do you buy it? Do you just like moving crap?
0: Because I have this dream in my head of my forever home, the place where and I'm, I'm going to end it. And it's going to have enough space to where I can have shelves of these records. I'm a collector. I'm not a hoarder, but I'm a collector. Like I just yeah. like collecting random shit. I've collected comic books for years. I collect records You know, records are great because you can listen to your music the old school way and it's better. Like, it's not compressed. That's what digital music is. Digital music is compressed information. So, it can't possibly sound as good as it does on vinyl because vinyl is not compressed. Get what I'm saying? Nope. I didn't think so. It all
1: sounds the same.
0: Exactly. To you, it's
1: it's just milk crates and milk crates of crap. Yeah. Because let me guess, all yours are in milk crates.
0: No, they're in they're in a bookshelf that has kind of record shaped cubbies.
1: That looks like an old milk. I bought crate.
0: it from some some Swedish place. Some, you in know Sweden. Well, it's it's in America, but it sells a lot of Swedish stuff and it has really weird names. We try not to use brand names and stuff on this show. We'll call it like uh, I don't know, Frymia.
1: So you went to Pottery Barn.
0: No, no, I don't I don't buy anything from Pottery Barn. There's not one handy. They they got some decent stuff, though. Like, when you start thinking about your your forever home, like, what are you going to do with your forever home? Deerheads. I watch a lot of HGTV now because I'm getting to that point where I can start thinking about that, you know, or no more condos. Like, you open up the front door of your house, and you're outside. You know, you can get to your vehicle in a garage or whatnot. You're not using elevators anymore. You got space. You know, you can have a room with a, you know, your studio setup and your record player and your your records and all that kind of stuff. You have that kind of dream when you start getting further down the line in your life.
1: I've never once had a dream to have a record player room, ever.
0: That's fine. You don't have to. It's not for everyone. You want your room with deer heads, it, though.
1: It shouldn't be for anyone.
0: You have your room that you want to have deer heads. I, yep. don't, I don't want a room with deer heads.
1: Why not? they provided
0: great more power to you you can have it that's you have you good. have your deer heads and i'll have my records how about that and, and we'll call it a truce
1: mm. yeah all right we'll go with that
0: now you want to have a farm right that's your thing that's your that's your end of yeah, times I was-
1: I was looking at, at, at places today, even in like Maine, you know, a log cabin wouldn't be bad. I could deal with that.
0: Like the old Lincoln logs that we used to build stuff out of back in the day.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I saw a log cabin, but everything's crazy, dude. Like they've got them valued at like 150 and they're asking like 400. It's got like two acres of land. $400,000 real... in Maine. Yeah. Yeah, so the real estate market is is definitely not good right now.
0: No, it's horrible.
1: It is not what you would call a buyer's market.
0: No, by no means.
1: But I do look. I was looking. Yeah, it's I was good look, to dream. Looking in Montana.
0: Montana's great until you actually need something, and then and then like it's it's the most beautiful place probably in the lower forty-eight.
1: Yeah, there's no record
0: stores. Yeah, like you can't. You got to go to like Billings or something or. Uh, maybe Helena or something to go find a record store. Either that, or you got to drive through Idaho and go to Spokane.
1: So in our history together, I, I would, I would, I would do fine in the middle of nowhere, Montana.
0: Perhaps you'd be surprised at how reliant you become on modern technology and stuff. What do you mean? I'm saying you go live out in the remote part of Montana, or go hang out with Maine in Maine with the rest of the maniacs. You know, kind of like. Well, for example, they you know they used to teach uh, Walden, the story Walden about um, Henry David Thoreau. He wrote it when in the I think the seventeen hundreds or so in Concord, Massachusetts, where Walden Pond is. And you know he's like, hey, I, I hate society. I'm gonna go live out, build this cabin on Walden Pond. I'm just gonna live there and do it. You know, I don't need your cities or whatever. I don't need your society. He goes out there and he lives, but yet he's, you know, he's still going into town every day to do shit and talk to people and buy things, you know? So he's not actually like as far removed from society as he thought he was.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I found that to be
0: very disappointing because I was so excited to go see Walden Pond when I went because it had been years since I read it. I read it, I think, in like middle school or maybe early high school or something like that. And the first thing he said was like, oh yeah, he used to walk to town every day and talk to people and buy things. I'm like, well, what a jip! What the hell did I come here for? Like, I'm so not impressed now.
1: Yeah, you don't have to do that now with technology though. You can do solar power for electric. Like there are a lot of things.
0: You can, but there are conveniences that you've grown to uh, attach to that you probably won't even think about until oh, it comes time that you need I think about it all the time.
1: Them. I can't get Chinese food delivered here.
0: Do you, would you, you trust Chinese food in Louisiana?
1: Well, I I mean, I, no, because there ain't none. There ain't none in my town, and they don't deliver. That's for damn sure.
0: I don't know if I would trust.
1: There's a Panda any, Express.
0: Any any Chinese food that comes out of Louisiana now, Creole food or or Cajun food or something, sure. Maybe some shrimp or whatever, but I don't know how much I would trust Chinese food coming out of there. Just like I wouldn't trust like German food coming out of Louisiana.
1: So I, I was looking for Chinese food last night. You know, I haven't had it since I moved here, and uh, that sucks. You know, yesterday I was I, I was going to go into work, and then in the morning I was like, "Yeah, I'll just work from home." So I'm sitting at home. I just finished walking the dog, and my dad calls me. And I'm like, "Oh shit, what happened?" Like, he never calls me in the morning. You know, he's, he's very rarely ever awake in the morning. I answer, he goes, happy birthday. I go, who? It's you. I go, what? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday was my birthday. No clue, dude. So I wanted Chinese food for dinner. Nice, Nice little birthday bash. Nothing. Nothing
0: you will not escape the miami ninja i I still don't know if i would trust it if i would trust chinese food come out of louisiana but not 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 that that matters because happy fucking birthday dude
1: oh yeah thanks yeah hey aren't ninjas japanese
0: i don't know they're all they're all from that part of the world who cares why don't you play
1: it on a record
0: uh i would but it takes a little too long to set up plus it's on a different it's on a different floor
1: the history of a ninja you're really living big. You have a two-floor apartment with a doorman and a high-rise in, in, in South Beach.
0: I'm not in South Beach, dude. I'm not even in Miami Beach. Oh. I'm not even in Miami Beach. I'm in Miami proper. It's across the water. Miami Beach is a completely different city.
1: And it's still expensive.
0: Oh, it's incredibly it expensive, and it's incredibly stupid, and there's a lot of morons here.
1: Any more DJ play throughout the night?
0: Uh, oh no, that guy left. I think that, I think that building is like a, it's, it's a half hotel and then the other half is residences, but I think that they rent a lot of them out as Airbnbs uh, because I see people come in and then come out like a, a, a few days later, they stay like the weekend or something. I basically just can see every single thing that goes on from uh, like the top half of this building. Cause it's literally about a hundred feet away from me. Uh, and it faces like our, our windows face each other. And so if they don't have blinds up that, or if they don't have their blinds closed or whatever, like I can basically see everything that everybody does in that building. And there's some craziness. There's some crazy people over there. And there's some, there's some shameless people too, which, Hey, whatever. You know, it's like what you used to dream about when you were a little kid. You're like, oh, why well, can't like a naked lady or something be in the house across the street? Well, I've got like 40 of them. I call them, like, it's like basically looking at a, a human fish tank. You know, it's like you're, or an ant farm, like a human ant farm. Cause you, like when you're in an apartment or a condo, you don't know what's going on above or to the sides of you or under you or whatever. You're only thinking about, your little space, but then when you look at the other side and you can see everybody's little space. Not you're like it's kind of hard not to notice. It. It's not like you're you're trying to look or anything like that. It's just you turn your head and there, there it is. You can't help it.
1: So, so have you bought high-end binoculars yet?
0: No, I got some cheap ones. Um, they're uh, pretty good though. They're Bushnell's. You know what? If it's on TV, you're gonna watch it. We'll just call it that.
1: So, are you afraid to buy good ones because Wifey'll find out that you're peeping?
0: No, I already told her. She knows. She knows. We talk about it all the time. If it's on TV, we're gonna watch it. Whatever.
1: So Valentine's Day, you're both gonna buy binoculars. I want
0: like she asked me if I wanted a telescope, and I said yeah, but I think I think she thought I was joking. But no, I actually would like a telescope. <laughs> this would be like uh, an old Alfred Hitchcock movie. I think uh, Rear Window is the one that. That that with uh, James Stewart.
1: Then you can just justify it by saying neighborhood watch.
0: I am the neighborhood watch. I am watching the neighborhood.
1: Are you calling the police?
0: No. Why would I call the police? Well, I mean, I will. I will if the, if I if there's something that like if I see somebody that's dead over there or something maybe. Because you can It's close enough that you can just look and see. You could just tell what's going on. Like I can see what other. I can watch somebody else's TV. That's how close it is. And people just have no shame. And that's, you know what? More power to them. We live in a, a free uh, sort, of, sort of world now where you can just do whatever you want in your apartment. And who gives a shit? If you got it, flaunt it. Whatever. Right?
1: So, so my, my mom had a house, or she still has a house in New York. And like if I would go up there, I would stay there once in a while. And, you know, she had it as her office and then, you know, she bought another building to run her business out of. So I would go there and, you know, I just have my air mattress, my dog and a bunch of beer in the fridge. No, no Internet or anything. The people across the street had this big, like, you know, fancy window in front of their house with like a, a 75 inch TV. I used to watch TV through the window. Drink beer.
0: Somebody had a club going like they had, uh, they have the TV because I have a pretty big TV, I got like a, the LG OLEDs or whatever, the giant one. Um, and someone has one that's about that size over there, but they were doing something that would give you an epileptic seizure if you were susceptible. And then they had like the club lights going on inside the apartment, too. And I like could you, you could glow see. Glow it. Sticks? No, I mean glow sticks. I think glow sticks are out of fashion. I don't think that's a really a thing here anymore. I don't know if people are doing that stuff anymore. Does that make you old? Old? I mean that was the mid 2000s, I think when like the early 2000s when glow sticks were at their peak with uh, you know, people rolling.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was still in high school. So what? Yeah, 2000, 2001, 2.
0: Yeah, I think I think 2002 was when I really kind of was into it. So it was about that time. I was twenty, twenty-two years old, I think.
1: I think two thousand and two. I was already done with it. I'd been down that road for years.
0: Like, I, right. I was a late bloomer. I didn't. I was more of a slacker in high school. Didn't do shit, and then, and then all of a sudden, I bit a big wave and did a whole bunch of stuff in a handful of years, and quit just as fast as I started.
1: Got a job at Disney and started partying. <laughs>
0: That's a good segue, actually, into uh, something we can talk about tonight. What with the uh, the uh, whole anti-work sed- sentiment going on in the in the world, and, and kind of the the very entitled employees of this world these days, the the working class, I guess you can call them. Um, talk about our old jobs and what it was like back in the day. Because I guess we're pretty close to peak employment at the moment. You know, the unemployment rate's pretty low. People are kind of picking and choosing what they want to do. And, you know, people are demanding like, you know, $30 an hour to make Chinese food in Louisiana. And they're upset when they don't get full health benefits for working 25 hours a week or whatever. I was just thinking of, you you know, jobs that we used to have were a little bit harder and we made shit. Like I remember what an early job I had. I don't really want to say what the name of the store is. We'll we'll call it like Game Art. And maybe like I think I was making $4.75 an hour and I didn't even get a discount at the Little Caesars Pizza Station that was inside. Like I had to pay full price for my slices of pizza on payday. That's how no people offense. knew that it was that it was payday was because I was eating pizza.
1: No offense, though. I've seen how hard you actually work, so that's about right. That's right in the, the mean.
0: I didn't feel like I was getting shafted, making $4.75 an hour, hauling carts in. Or I felt if I was to deserve a raise at all, it was because I was a faster checkout register person than I think anybody else in the store. Like I was the guy they would call in on like a Sunday afternoon when there were lines out the ass, and people were waiting, you know, to buy their stuff. They would call me in to get the line down because I was faster than everybody.
1: Was this the peak of your your drug days? Where
0: I hadn't even tried drugs yet. You just I was show still... up
1: stoned and just go?
0: No, I was dead sober. I was dead sober at this time. I I just was really really fast at being at the register. And part of it was because I didn't look up prices. You had the ability in a register there to make up your own prices for stuff. (laughs) And so I wouldn't do price checks or anything like that. Like I would just make it up like, Oh, this one didn't scan. Well, this looks like it's $5. So here I'll just charge you $5 for it. That sounds about right. Or some old guy would come by and like, hey, there's no taxes on milk. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Well, I'm not going to charge you taxes on this milk then. Like, I don't care. Like, it's not coming out of my pockets. So I don't give a damn. I'm making the same $4.75 as everybody else.
1: So did you get fired?
0: Uh, that job I did not get fired at. I actually had to quit twice. I did quit twice. I Initially, I had worked just as a stock person, like I got to wear the red vest and I and I went and crowd carts and I stocked shelves. And I, I we had a, a layaway department that had a, a loft, like an upstairs loft where they put everybody's layaway stuff. And I would basically take boxes and I would turn it into like a little bed. And I would go up and fall asleep in my little bed made of boxes. Uh, and I would have my head by the intercom. So that way, if they called my number to go out and get carts I would, or come to the register, I'd go do that. Um yeah, and then and for like a I wanna say half my time there, I worked in the garden shop, so I was probably selling stuff to people making meth and stuff like that and whatever. I'm saying that I was working for four dollars and seventy five cents and I didn't have any other demands. Like I thought yeah, I was I think, pretty lucky to have a job.
1: I think when I started it was the minimum wage was like what, three fifty when when I was I got my working papers when, when I was, what, 14. And I started at a grocery store. And I worked there for years, and then I got fired for stealing beer.
0: Well, that'll do it. When you're 14, you probably shouldn't be stealing beer.
1: No, I think I got to 16 or 17. And I wasn't really stealing the beer. I was actually paying for the beer and just running the little barcode.
0: So you were but, selling it to yourself.
1: Yeah. But I was, I, I was putting just it back.
0: Checking your own ID. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was, yeah. The money was there.
0: Yeah. So the, really this was a victimless crime.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, they didn't think so. I was gone.
0: Well, at that point, I mean, how long did you work there? Like you said, two, at least two years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then I worked in restaurants
0: Dude, well, working working in restaurants sucks.
1: I started as a dishwasher and then worked my way up to cook. And I, I hadn't even graduated high school yet. And then I left to go work at a different place. As a cook.
0: Well, you were yeah, you were in the back with the with the grease. I tried being a server for two weeks after I got fired from Disney. And uh What
1: would you get fired for?
0: It was a difference of opinion. No, go on. Tell us. No, honestly, it was. We already talked about this. If, if you want to find oh. out how I was fired from Disney, go back and look through our old episodes at the cover that has uh, Grumpy on it, and then listen to the story on there. I'm not going to recount it again. We're not doing reruns. We're only on like episode 15 or 16. We're not. Yeah, no, let's go short. We're not doing short, reruns. Short story. We, we already what? did reruns in episode 10. Like we don't need to do reruns anymore. What you get fired for? Uh, it was a difference of opinion. I thought I should have something, and they thought that i didn't i shouldn't have what was had that, that thing <laughs> it was like a it was nothing important the, what di- was it? the the difference was that um like i was i was done there and so we're moving on and i worked at a restaurant and so
1: you, you you got fired for stealing a mickey mouse doll
0: no it wasn't a mickey mouse doll it was it was something else uh, Minnie Mouse. Uh, okay, we'll leave it there. We'll say we'll say Minnie Mouse. Fine. It was there was a sick and starving kid that was outside the gate that really wanted something with Minnie Mouse on it, and I couldn't let that person suffer, and so I I took the heat, and it.
1: So you walked by that person and went home with it.
0: No, I didn't even make it home. I didn't even make it outside the store. Actually, I made it about twenty feet outside the store, <laughs> and then <laughs> that's that's when the hammer came down and the plainclothes officer from the Emporium came in. Please, sir, empty your pockets. like, oh, these these shorts don't have any pockets. It's Florida, it's hot. can't have pockets on my shorts. But that's not the point. The point is, after that, I went and worked at a restaurant. It was the only time I ever worked at a restaurant my entire life. I was a server for two weeks, and it was terrible. It was a terrible experience, and I would never do it again. I would never be a server at a restaurant ever again. I don't. I don't. I don't have any other insight on that except I will never be a server at a restaurant ever again.
1: Yeah, man, it's hard work. I mean, I, 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 I couldn't be a server because I, I have what you call a punch me face and a bad attitude. So any any position where you're you're pretty much like hoping for tips, I, I don't fit the bill.
0: I actually thought I did really well and I did okay with tips, but I can't stand the up and down nature of it, because I take things personally. And so if I get, you know, you get a good tip, that's great. But then you do a really good job and you get stiffed or close to being stiffed. Like I start fuming. Like I can't let that go and just move on to the next table and just turn tables and, and average everything out. I can't like dollar cost average like that. I get pissed. Like I had a huge church group come in one night And they were like, there was probably like 15 of them and I was kicking ass. Like I was going around, I was getting all the drink orders. I was ready to go. I got to like the third or fourth person. And then like the first person would change theirs. And then I get back down to like the sixth or seventh person. And then the third person would change theirs. And I'd be like, shit. So I had to go and get the manager to come out. And then the manager would get mad at me. Like, Oh, you haven't even gotten their drink orders yet. I'm like, you want to try? I think that was the night (laughs) that I put the apron down and I called it a day. Plus it was like not the cleanest place in the world.
1: Sometimes there's shit on the outside of the toilet.
0: So like, it's just not a fun place to work. I had actually went to a fun place to work right after that because after I, after my two weeks of, of being a server, I went to uh, one of the last remaining um, 10,000 movies locations before they were bought by Blockbuster. This was one of the last ones that still had the adult section in the back and as an employee, you got to rent like 10 free movies a week. So I never were, watched so much, so many like porn VHS cassettes in my entire life.
1: Yeah, I figured you were in the back room. I'll take this one. I'll take Debbie Does Dallas, Idaho, Iowa, Nebraska. Dude, I
0: saw Dirty Debutantes like one through I think 94, <laughs> all of them. I worked there for a good amount of time. I watched a ton of movies. yeah, um, that was two girls, one cup. No, that was that was not a thing yet. That was not a thing yet. Thank God, because I probably would have watched it and then I would have been scarred a little earlier.
1: Yep. Yeah. I I, I was a server for one night. And I don't even think it was a full night. I was in South Carolina living at the time. And I was just like all right, I'm good. I handed in my apron and I walked out in like 25 minutes. I was like, "No, nah, this sucks. I hate these people. They know it. They hate me. I know it. I quit."
0: What kind of a, what kind of a place was it? It
1: was like a I don't know like like you know Charlie's or an O'Brien something like that Brady O'Brien I don't remember. All I remember is going, "Yep, I ain't going back." and I left
0: is it world famous Seamus O'Hoolahans.
1: yeah it was something like that I tried it terrible I was really bad at it and that was that I could work though in the kitchen man I could cook
0: you walk out of the kitchen and go
1: this is where the dicks hang out yeah it was like waiting right
0: it's a bunch of crazy crap on the wall one
1: of one of the worst movies in history.
0: Yeah. Unless you work at one. Once you work at one then like you, you you know what to expect when you go someplace. But it'll scar you if you've, you know, basically just been a customer the entire time and then you're like I can't go eat at a Applebee's or anything like that anymore. <laughs> yeah, because to- you
1: know that's what they think. Like like that's like legit. Like if, if you walk in five minutes before closing, everybody's gonna hate you.
0: Yeah, there's mixed there's mixed Mixed opinions on that, I think some are okay with it, some are not No nah, I dude. think most are not okay with it.
1: In the kitchen, I used to wait like five minutes, four minutes, I'd be staring at that clock, everything be clean, I'd be ready to bounce, and then some hammerhead would walk in like come on, man, A little
0: courtesy well, they should change the time on the door then to when you're when you're actually going to close. Like if you're trying you to close the- your sh- if you if you actually close at ten and you have all your stuff clean at nine thirty, then they should close the close the doors at nine thirty. But then you just have all your stuff done no, at no, nine, no, and you'd I'm be pissed if someone came that. in then.
1: I'm talking about like the nine fifty eight people that walk in.
0: Yeah, but the store is open until ten.
1: Yeah, I changed the clock in the store, <laughs> and that was before cell phones.
0: I don't blame you. If I was in the back of, back of the house, I'd be a little pissed off about that too. Yeah, Jim. it is
1: it. It's irritating, man. Like you you're just kind of like, all right, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, and then some moron comes in, I want the the lemon trout. Get the f out of here. I got to throw this thing in a broiler for for
0: 20 minutes. Go screw. You got something on your menu that takes 20 minutes to cook?
1: Yeah, everything was homemade.
0: Would you like go out in the back and catch the trout too before they ordered it? As soon as they ordered it, you got to go out back with a fishing pole.
1: No, no, you get arrested for that. The government doesn't like that. Did
0: you have chickens in the back? Did you go outside and like get a chicken out of the pen?
1: No, 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 because if I did that, I wouldn't take the chicken out of the pen. I would, or I would bring it out into the restaurant, chop the head, and see how far it ran.
0: Oh, it looks like you're the, uh, the 11th customer of the day. You get to watch yeah. the chicken with the head cut off run around the restaurant.
1: Exactly. <laughs> bets, please, bets. <laughs> <laughs> How many meters?
0: What's the over-under on time before it collapses? <laughs> if you've got 45 seconds, you get a free plate of chicken fingers.
1: If it runs into a table, does it stand back up and start again?
0: And me- meanwhile, this is playing in the background.
1: Nah, I got none, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what other, know,
0: what, what other shit jobs after you, after you were the cook of the year and you left, what, what other shit jobs did you have before you stumbled into your forever career?
1: I worked at a shoe store.
0: Hey, that makes two of us.
1: I was the real life Al Bundy.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Was it what what type of shoes?
1: No, it was it was like a sports place.
0: Yeah. I sold old lady shoes, so I really I really was like Al Bundy. No, <laughs> they no. They were no. comfort shoes.
1: No, they these were Jordans and Air Force 1s. That was when the 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 mid mid Air Force 1s in all white were were hot.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 I remember that. Now I sold, I sold like women's women's shoes and like men's shoes, like for old people and comfort shoes, like the kind that, that, that the person would walk in and be like, I've got this problem with my feet and you'd have to suggest them something. A Payless. No Payless was awful. That Payless would hire anybody off the street because all the shoes were just out. You didn't have to actually find anything for anybody. Like they were just, you just had to point them to which aisle had that gender of shoe.
1: Yeah. Now everybody's adopted that.
0: Yeah. That was before the, like the, the rack, the shoe rack or shoe department or whatever. Like pay less, man. You just, that's, and and when you were, when you were a kid, like when we were in high school or we were in middle school or whatever, that's the one place you didn't want your parents to take you because you knew that you were going to be getting the shit, shit shoes. That nobody would be, no one would be your friend because of your shit Payless shoes.
1: Exactly, them fake ass Reebok pumps. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, you knew the, you knew the middle class people, and then when you rolled in, uh, rocking like a, a pair of Spalding shoes or whatever, you know, you knew, like everyone knew that you were the, you were from the poorhouse, because you were rocking those Spalding fifteen ninety nines.
1: Yeah, looking for the pennies and coming out with the the Tims.
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh, I yeah. Pay uh, Payless is still open. Are there still Paylesses in this country?
1: I have no idea. Let's, I don't go to the mall.
0: Well, I don't. There's hardly any malls left. But I'm curious if there's even like any more Payless shoes anymore. I bet there are. Holy shit, there are. I'm looking at. Oh wow, there's a whole bunch. Oh, actually, no. Well, there's a couple. Almost, almost all of them in my area are permanently closed. Payless shoe go. stores. Payless shoe yeah, stores. Yeah,
1: but, dude, like everything's come full cycle. Because, like, when when you were a kid, well, you're from Florida. So when I was a kid, Starter was, like, a huge brand.
0: Yeah, you and you'd like, get it you out of cool uh, if, East Bay Catalog.
1: Yeah, you were cool if you had that, that Starter pullover jacket. Like the half-zip, like, pullover.
0: Yeah, with your team on it.
1: Yeah, now
0: now starter's
1: like, like Walmart. So it's Champion.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Champ Champion hats were big.
0: I was always so excited to get the new East Bay magazine that had all the starter teams in it. You could get your shoes in it and stuff like that. But, I, yeah, I never ordered anything ever from that catalog. I didn't even know where else to get the starter stuff. It was too expensive in the mall.
1: Yeah, now you go to Walmart and you get it for
0: 3.99. Yeah, people like other stuff now. It just tastes change. They just get tackier and dumber and
1: I'll tell you I I'll tell you what hasn't changed. Like Crutchfield's still a thing.
0: That's electronics, right?
1: Yeah, it's stereo stuff for your car.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't I I still have the stock stereo in my truck. I don't need anything different.
1: Oh, I replaced all my speakers.
0: My truck actually has a—it's a, a 17, so it's got a pretty good stock system as it is.
1: My truck might get replaced this weekend.
0: Oh yeah, you got? Did you, did you, did you decide
1: going to Jacksonville? Okay. I got to get the driver's license thing taken care of, and uh, I'm going to be at my dad's house, so I might take the the toolbox out and. Get it cleaned up real good, and then just go and get rid of it.
0: Well, bon voyage and safe travels to you on your trip to the land of freedom, even though I don't really consider Jacksonville to be part of Florida. It's essentially Southern Georgia. Well, it's not essentially, it is Southern Georgia. I mean, there's literally a place there called Freebirds on Jack's Beach. The Leonard Skinnard theme bar. But there is a cool um there is a cool place there called Pete's Bar that I really like in Jack's Beach.
1: So isn't Leonard Skinnard from Alabama no, Mississippi?
0: No, Leonard Skinner's from Jacksonville, Florida. That's why Freebirds is there. Sure. Yeah, they're from Jacksonville, dude. Here, I'll verify for you, but they're from Jacksonville. Jacksonville. That's why Freebirds is there, man. see. Leonard Skinner. Yep. Leonard oh, Skinner uh, is an American rock band formed in Jacksonville, Florida in 1964.
1: So maybe it's Motley Crue.
0: Motley Crue is terrible. Yeah. Colin talking to my buddy, Colin Motley Crue sucks. Motley Crue is terrible. Let me see where Motley Crue is from there. I would think they're North oh, though. They're Los Angeles. They're pure Los Angeles. 1981.
1: So who's the famous band from, from Mississippi? Slash, yeah, I think it's Mississippi.
0: It's talking about like uh, the, um, the, brothers, uh, the the brothers, the the what the hell is the name? Of it? Midnight Rider with the Almond Brothers. No. no. Well, let's look no, and they're... see the greatest Mississippi artists of all time. Let's find out. Well, El- obviously Elvis Presley, he's from Tupelo. BB B. King? No. Faith Hill, Charlie Pride, Jimmy Buffett's from Mississippi? No. Yeah, I I don't know, man, you lost me. I have no idea.
1: Try Alabama.
0: Well, I would think Alabama's probably from Alabama. No. Cuz if they were from Mississippi, they'd be called Mississippi. No, and then they probably wouldn't have gotten as famous.
1: Try the state of Alabama, Hammerhead.
0: Alabama is from Fort Payne, Alabama in 1969. Are you thinking about the Oak Ridge Boys?
1: No, I'm thinking of best band from Alabama. Well, What are they?
0: Let's find out. Bands from Alabama. Famous bands from Alabama. Let's see. Well, Alabama. Hank Williams, Lionel Richie, Nat King Cole, I I don't know who who you're you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I have no clue.
0: Tammy Wynette.
1: Wait, where do we start with this? Leonard Skinner.
0: I was telling you that there's a great place in Jacks Beach called Pete's Bar, and then there's also Freebirds, where you can go hang out with Leonard Skinner fans.
1: Okay, yeah. I'll I'll never do any of that.
0: Fair enough. You don't have to. The Irish Bar is nice, though. But you're not going to go to Jack's Beach.
1: I have been to that Irish bar. I have been thrown out of that Irish
0: bar. I think it's called Murphy's or Houlihan's or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's called a Bad Night.
0: Yeah. They had a a nice band that played upstairs.
1: What what, what was that one one thing on Atlantic? I think it was called uh, Bourbon Street.
0: Are you talking about like a Fat Tuesdays or whatever, the place with the, the alcoholic slushies?
1: No, it was like five bars in one building.
0: Oh, in that case, I have absolutely no idea.
1: Yeah, I I went with my my stepsister and her husband at the time, and they, they had to kind of pull me out because I almost got into a fight with every bouncer in the place. Not now, Chief. I'm in the fucking zone. Yeah, that was it. I was talking to the bouncer's girlfriend.
0: That'll do it. That'll do Uh, it. Oh, yeah. They didn't play. Hey, Broski, two Heinekens.
1: I was in such bad shape, I decided I wanted to go swimming. So I got back to to my dad's house. I I jumped the fence, got in the pool, and my stepsister's trying to make sure I'm okay. And then all of a sudden, she hears her mom moving. So she just bolts. So I left all my clothes in the chair by the pool, and when they woke up, they saw all my shit and they thought I would drown.
0: How old were you? I was in you? the bedroom. Uh,
1: 23, 24.
0: Okay, so you were old enough to know better.
1: Oh, I had yeah, I was blackout drunk. So so they decided to beat pots and pans right next to my head at seven thirty in the morning. I think I I was swimming at like three.
0: That doesn't sound like a good time, man.
1: Pretty sure I had a good time.
0: Well, the part you remember.
1: No, man. No, I remember every part of it.
0: The pots and pans don't sound fun.
1: No, that was not. But I earned it. Cell phone, wallet, everything by the pool.
0: Work hard, play hard.
1: That was a play hard, play hard. That was vacation.
0: So you're gonna call this a vacation too, and do something similar? You're gonna go back and relive old times, and go jump in the pool?
1: No. No, I'm gonna. Ah, oh, maybe because what the race, the race Saturday is in Daytona, so maybe I'll ride down to that.
0: Yeah, why not? I mean, if you ride down to Daytona, man, give me a shout. Why, are you going to come
1: up to go to a NASCAR race?
0: No, I'm not going to go to a NASCAR race.
1: Why? It's going to be a good race.
0: I'm not interested in NASCAR. Why? I went to enough of that in Daytona when I was a child. I don't need to go anymore.
1: Why, it should be fun. I think they have fireworks.
0: Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Isn't Isn't that race called the Firecracker?
1: No, not anymore.
0: Brought to you by Netflix or some shit? No clue. They can't use tobacco to sponsor it anymore, or like alcohol. They can't. They can't call it like the Zima Cup or anything like that anymore. Like the, the Bush Series.
1: No, it's what Xfinity. No, that's that's uh,
0: that's terrible. The Nextel, the Nextel Cup.
1: I remember that. You remember that stupid push-to-talk phone? Yeah,
0: the Tweet Tweet. Yeah, those were out. I never had one. Thank God. Yeah, me either. I had a Sprint flip phone with the camera that you could, you know, the camera on the front, one of the first flip camera phones.
1: I had a, a singular phone.
0: Yeah, I had the, the Razor, the the Razor that was thin.
1: I didn't have the Razor.
0: So talking I had about a- like uh, old jobs, I, I worked for a little while as a cell phone 411 at a call center in Orlando, that was basically like you hit zero on your cell phone. And if you were like a customer of certain companies that contracted us out, then you reached our call center and we'd get you a number or an address or we'd even do things like read your horoscope for you if you wanted. We'd tell you what time movies came on at the theater. And and uh, that's a job that I don't think it exists anymore. But I probably should have held on to it a little longer than I did, because it was so. It was actually more enjoyable than I thought. I hated it at the time because I just couldn't decide on. I couldn't decide on a job for an extended period of time. I was just bouncing tune from every every job on the planet. But man, looking back, hindsight, that was one of the best jobs ever. Like I literally, I would come in at probably like three o'clock, and I'd take by. I'd say by eight, I would have taken probably anywhere from 400 to 600 phone calls that lasted all of about maybe an average of five to 12 seconds per call. Um, You'd have some that were super quick. You'd have some where they're like, Hey, can you read me my horoscope or whatever? And, and then at like eight o'clock or so, the phones would just die and you'd go from taking about, 70 to 120 calls an hour to maybe one to two per hour until your shift was over and your shift would be over at about like 11 and then like another shift would come in an hour before that like at 10 o'clock and they'd roll in with their book full of cds they made the same amount of money as you and they worked the same hours they just worked overnight they come in with a book of cds and they just have their headphones on and they listen to every CD they had in the book, I actually like found a whole bunch of good bands that I had never heard of in my life. Just from this girl that came in and brought her CD collection and listened to a lot of indie stuff I had never heard before. But they, the dumb thing was for me, at least this company, they were like, they didn't want to pay people any longer than they had to. So they'd put up a little list and they'd say, okay, okay, you know, whenever the call volume died down per hour, we'd start letting people go early based on the order of this list. And me being lazy and never wanting to work really ever, I would always come in and put my name on this list every single day. And so I hardly ever worked a full shift. And then I went in, I was like, this job's not for me. And I left. And then after all the other shit jobs after that, I, I looked back and I'm like, man, I need to go back and work at that cell phone 411 place <laughs> and now it no longer exists. Like I, don't, oh, I don't know I don't know if you get directory services if you call zero because like everyone has a smartphone now like this was before smartphones, so no one had the ability to just look shit up on their phone. They would have to call somebody and have them look it up in their computer for them. you know so no, it's all still there. So if you call zero on your phone right now will it still will it still go to directory services have you done it lately
1: there no it it's it's look in your phone it's at the bottom of your contacts there's a three one one a four one one an eight one one
0: yeah those like, are city things hard. those are city things like eight one one is 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 you you call it if you're gonna dig and they'll tell you if there's any underground cables anywhere that you're about to dig yeah. I'm talking like this was zero. You literally hit zero on your phone like you're calling the operator at a hotel.
1: No, those are all work numbers.
0: You should call it. Call it and see.
1: Make a payment. Minutes use data balance. No, I guess there isn't.
0: Yeah. I don't think it exists anymore. I think it's more specialized. 411. It was like 411. That's like basically what it was. 411. Back back in the day. That was a fun job. And I left that job and I went to another call center. That was a, a collection agency. And we were like the fourth in line. So it had already been sold and then sold and then sold again before it got to us. So inevitably you weren't actually going to talk to anybody on the phone because by that time they knew never to answer their phone if they owed money. That was the most cutthroat shit I ever seen in a company. Like I saw people get yelled at by their managers in the middle of the floor. Some girl called in sick and then they saw her on on that American Idol audition episode. (laughs) And so she came in and her, her manager just berated her on the floor in front of God and everybody and like, they hired anybody that would pick up the phone and, and and say hello. They didn't give a shit about your background or anything like that. All you were doing is asking for money. So you had people cussing people out if they ever got if they ever actually got somebody on the phone. They'd start cussing them out. Or really, if anybody answered the phone at all, it didn't even have to be the person with the debt. It could have been like their kid or something like that answering the phone, and they're like, hey, "You're gonna fucking pay your debt." It was bad. I think I lasted all of about one week there. And then it was right around the time of my birthday and I was like, I'm not going to work here anymore. This is tired. So I called in sick a couple of times and I came in to work and my password had been changed on my computer and there was somebody else's family on the, uh, in the, in the picture frames on my desk. And I went over to the, the supervisor at the end and I was like, Hey man, do I still work here? He's like, Oh shit. Yeah. I forgot to tell you <laughs> like, that would have been nice. I could have had a couple day head start on, on finding another job. I don't know. Then we we fell into our forever gigs and and here we stand almost at the end of the of this journey of work.
1: Yeah, we're getting there.
0: We're so close. The the end is like right in sight. That's the worst part about getting to the end of this type of contract that we have is 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 it's so close. You can taste it.
1: Well, like, yeah, the hard part is finding a place that doesn't tax your pension and all that stuff.
0: At this point, I don't even care. Like, I'll, I'll, I just want to do something like in radio or, you know, I'll be the guy on the, on the jazz station that just introduces some Miles Davis every night.
1: I, I want to check receipts at Walmart.
0: Could do that too. Do that too
1: with a taser,
0: yeah. I mean, they should arm people like that now. I mean, Walmart of all places, Costco yep. maybe not, but do they check receipts? Yeah, they check receipts at Walmart. I've had they, they've, I don't have a trustworthy face, they've done that for me before.
1: Every time, every time, once a week, they check me. Every time, no questions asked like they, they they ignore like the, the five people in front of me me every time. Yeah, I don't understand.
0: Then they report back to their supervisors.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we got them.
0: Uh, that's the dream but folks. But they never get me. That's the dream. That's uh, you're going to be going home to your deer heads on the wall after you've been uh, had a had a very strong day of checking receipts and Cleaning out the... You and
1: I both know that we don't make enough for that, so I'll probably get a job with the state.
0: Cleaning up baby shit out of the carts.
1: Yeah, I'll get another job.
0: (laughs) Well, folks, it's your job to call us and leave us a voicemail and tell us how we're doing and participate in the show. seven two seven four one six zero six one three. 727-416-0613. Send us an email and we'll... We'll respond. We'll play it. We'll, we'll, we'll read it on the air. We'll give you a live response.
1: Well, tell us the worst job you've ever had.
0: Yeah, tell us the worst job you ever had. We'd love to hear that.
1: Here I go once again with the email. Every week, I hope that it's from a female.
0: Leave us a voicemail. Send us an email. Yeah, you know. What do you think? You got any closing thoughts about the. the the jobs that we've had. Anything we talked about tonight?
1: Nope, I got nothing. I, all I got is Trump's in trouble.
0: Is he? Did the, did more news come out today?
1: Last I saw, seven hundred classified documents. Yeah, up to top secret.
0: Oh well, that sucks. We'll see. Who knows? I'll be honest. I don't really give a shit. It's all just posturing really it comes down to something it all just comes down to something boring you know one side will be like yeah justice prevailed but we got them the other side's like no we're being persecuted meanwhile and when
1: you flip it it'll be the same thing the other
0: way yeah meanwhile the truth is really boring in the middle it's just a minor document dispute all right Folks, we will catch you next week. Here's another one you won't like.